All right. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 43 years old. Husband, father, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster. I have multiple sclerosis, trigeminal neuralgia, and I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Before we get into it, always gotta give thanks and praise to Hoppin' Hot Sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Get yourself some Hoppin' Hot Sauce on Amazon because they sell it. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast white elephant sale i made it to the white elephant sale last week and that was kind of wild i thought i was gonna have my teeth and i don't have my teeth I went back to the dentist and they took impressions because I guess they still have to make the implants. So that was, it was a little wild. It was, my new dentist is more cat-like than the Iron Curtain. But, you know, this was the longest, I think the impression was in my mouth for a long time. He started using the drill to, like, drill the mold out of my mouth somehow. I don't know what he was doing. He tried pulling it, and it it wouldn't go. So, I think he had to, like, cut it up or something. It was nuts. I was all with my my feet like way higher than my head. My head down low and feet up high. And I was like, stay calm. Anyway, he took some impression and they're going to give me teeth in a few weeks. So I got a few more weeks of this, man. Just more of this. Wow. I take a bunch of uh, vitamins in the morning and like fish oil and stuff. And I can't recommend it. It gives you burps. So I take a bunch of stuff. One of the things though that I take is turmeric and it broke in shipping and when turmeric breaks it's like somehow suspended in fish oil so it broke and then they gave my wife a credit for it but like we need it and they're not going to have another one for three months and so we had to reorder it but We paid a higher price than the subscribe and save price, which got refunded to us. But anyway, it was kind of a little scam. Amazon broke my medicine. 
and it's particularly when they break medicine with fish oil, it's real nasty. And turmeric, it's like staining nasty. Whoa. So then Amazon apologized to my wife and she was not happy about it. She was telling me, she was like, getting an apology from a chat robot is unsatisfying. It's like, sorry that you are having difficulty. We apologize. And she's like, it's unsatisfying because you don't feel the magnanimous part about accepting the apology of a robot because it's a robot. So you're not like, well, I accept your apology and then we can move on. No, you can't. It's a robot. Can't feel like he did something nice for this nice robot. I went to the white elephant sale and it was accessible. I went there in my wheelchair. It was huge and there was so much stuff. It was fun. Some parts of it were very tight but I made it around it and there was like tons of great junk. I think we got a lamp and a bowl and yeah, lamp and bowl and table. And there were all these nice volunteers. They weren't all ladies, but they were almost all ladies and they were all nice retired age ladies helpful they were like let me ring you up you know and they were like I'm the only person at the linens linens area right now I think we bought some coasters they had like a bunch of weird coasters for like a dollar they had old episode or old uh, issues of National Geographic, and it was like find your birth year, and I was like, this is cool. They were a dollar, and I was kind of like checking them out, but then I I got into something else. That's how it is there. There's so much stuff. And it was a lot, like there were tables and it had all been set up and lamps and magazine racks and chairs and just all kinds of carpets. Um, We bought a mirror, this like cast iron heavy mirror that looks like it belongs in like Pee Wee Herman's house. If he had rusty cast iron, it has this like iron metalwork vibe. It's it's pretty good. And the kind of 80s postmodern vibe. It's not quite square. It's pretty good. It's not square at all. But it but it actually is. It's a kind of art art sleight of hand. It was exciting. We got a lot of, of weird things. We got weird stuff. And it was fun. I went with my wife. I was in the wheelchair the whole time. Um, I had my brace on and I had my stick so I could walk if I needed to or get up if I needed to. And 
So I, I did that and it was totally fine. And even like in the furniture areas where all this stuff is piled everywhere, I could get through and find what I was you know, trying to find, I would ask them where it was, I could get through the place. So that I was worried about scam likelies calling me scam likely. Yeah, so I was worried I wouldn't be able to get through. Um, and I was able to get through and my wife dropped me off. Um, there was a wheelchair accessible side entrance and they let me in and it all worked fine. And I rolled right in there and got to shopping. The white elephant sale is to benefit the women's fund of the Oakland Museum of California. And tickets were like five bucks and then there was like 10% surcharge. They had all kinds of stuff. So we got a mirror a cool ceramic bowl that we have right now. There is citrus fruit in it. When I saw it, I was like, that would look good with citrus fruit. And it does. It's good. So shop till you drop. We did about two hours in there. And that was a lot, but we did it. We got a coffee table and it's a round coffee table and it's so oh, so much of an improvement. It makes it easier to get up. So I'm a big fan because we used to have this wide coffee table and it was always right in front of you when you're getting up. Now we have a round coffee table and so you can kind of get up away from it. And it's easier to get up. That's the kind of thing that I that I mean, I'm like, how easy can I get out of this couch? Anyway, great elephant sale junk. I was thinking, remember last last week I saw the artist Stephanie Siyuko at the grocery store and I was thinking about you know she her um art is a lot of it is very related to her history her identity as a um she's a Filipino American lady and so a lot of investigation of issues around that so colonialism the colonizer and the colonized. And so I was thinking about identity. And I we, I had this interesting experience with her. She was kind of like, I haven't seen you in a while. And it was one of these moments where I was like, oh yeah, I look different to this person. And they're kind of like, what's going on with you? And she didn't ask that. She wasn't, she wasn't that like that. And I didn't tell her anything, but I'm different. And so it made me think of that, that I am different. I've changed my identity and I've become a disabled person. 
And in that way, I, I kind of can understand changing your identity and the differences between identity. I know something about it because I've changed my identity. You know, I was an able-bodied person. I was what I thought of as like a white American male with all all of the various baggage that is in that. But we can unpack it all day. But now I'm a disabled person. People look at me and they see something different. I think I'm a white male disabled person also. And, you know, I have like, they call that intersectionality, that there are different layers to identity. And so mine has kind of changed. I've got this new intersect of disability. And so seeing Stephanie made me think about that. My identity has changed. You know, this podcast, What's the Matter with Me, is really um, when I started to get physically disabled in a way that I think was more noticeable to other people. I knew I was disabled and I knew what was happening to me for a long time. Or I didn't know what was happening to me, but I knew something was happening to me. And, you know, I've experienced it, but other people didn't experience it. But now when they see me, they experience it. They experience me as a a person with a disability. I'll always look at everything from this intersectional point of view. I used to kind of think that identity art, like the art that Stephanie makes, was kind of silly because I was I was under the sway of Matthew Collings, the British art critic, and he was kind of like, everyone has an identity, so we don't need to make identity art. And he was kind of saying... He was talking like we don't need it or like he's the arbiter and so many problematic things there. But when I was in art school, I, I thought, oh, yeah, identity art. We all have identities. And, you know, but that kind of changed when I have took on this intersectional way of looking at things. I guess what I'm saying is my thinking about the importance of identity just generally what what is the meaning and importance of identity my thinking about it has grown and changed just like my identity has grown and changed through enduring chronic disability and now I'm a disabled person and I I have this podcast where for years I've investigated what does it mean to be a disabled person 
And it's an important part of my identity. And I also see how disabled people are represented. And I kind of am like, hold up. Like, that's not how I want to be represented. And so I started this podcast to kind of speak it out. So identity art, identity politics... It's a lot more fluid and a many-colored coat. It's something I'm going to continue to reckon with and something I hope I can pay more attention to going forward. I think I'm going to try and have a mayhem special about disabled musicians. Like last week, I talked about Sidel Davis, the blues man, who had polio and was trampled. That's the blues, man. So with disabled musicians, I'm going to have to find some. So there's Sidel Davis, there's Beethoven, Russell Roland Kirk, Stevie Wonder, Blind Uncle Gaspard. That's some Zydeco, man. I've been into that. Israel Vibration, Ian Drury, and Jax Pearson. And I kind of want to play a wide variety of disabled music. Because, you know, I could play... I, I might have to give blind blues people their own whole special i don't know how to handle that exactly i'll probably just kind of try not to fumble it too hard i don't have my teeth yet today i baked butternut squash in the oven because i'm gonna be able to eat that i roasted it at 350 degrees cut side up I'm going to puree it with the immersion blender. Put some sauteed onions in there. The kids like it. We get a lot of squash in the box right now. Because it's winter. Identities are important. And there are, there's more than just an unmarked identity out there there is no such thing as an unmarked identity every identity is something when i do a mayhem special on disabled musicians it's going to be a way to kind of broadcast and make make some shine some light on the creative side creativity you know whether or not you're disabled there's kind of no boundary on creativity and you know thinking about i just read this article in the year's best sports writing 2021 about a big wave surfer maya gabera and she surfed the biggest wave of the year and bigger than the men. And it's kind of a discussion of how the masculine identity of action sports missed this moment where 
the woman rode the biggest wave of the year, 73 and a half feet, and the man rode 70. And they missed this moment because the competitions are separate. They judged the woman using advanced imaging techniques like scaling and triangulating. The man's wave size was judged more, way more subjectively. Kelly Slater advised her to quit the sport. There's a whole bunch of information about this lady Maya Gabira, a big wave surfer kind of going where girls aren't supposed to go thinking about sports I'm going through the sports writing again now that I have that page holder I'm reading new sports articles pretty much every day so I'm deep into like obscure weird sports but I thought this female big wave surfer was having this intersectional there was something about it identity the interaction with Stephanie realizing I've changed my own identity who I am And maybe it's okay if identity can respond, be responsive and change. I mean, it has to in this case. It has. My identity has changed. It just got me thinking about a lot of people's identity in new ways. In ways more sympathetic, I think. To what people are going through because I've changed my identity I can empathize to some degree we're gonna go see a jazz show at Yoshi's We're going to go see Dave Holland, Kevin Eubanks, and he's got a drummer, I think. Let me see. Who's playing with them? Dave Holland trio with Kevin Eubanks and Eric Harland. So Kevin Eubanks, right, playing the guitar on The Tonight Show. But he's actually kind of, I wanted to go see this band because Dave Holland's a bass player, Kevin Eubanks on guitar, and Eric Harland on drums. We got tickets to see this in a couple weeks in Oakland. And I wanted to see it because it's guitar, bass, and drums, and I... Dave Holland is like a killer jazz bassist, but I wanted to see this kind of lineup, kind of a rock and roll type trio or something. And Kevin Eubanks, you you know him from Jay Leno. He was the guy on the guitar, the band leader, but he can really play. So I want to see this Dave Holland, Kevin Eubanks, Eric Harland coming up in Oakland. We're going to go to the ranch before that, take the kids out to the ranch, see my cousin, be with some friends and family. So it's going to be cool. My kids are going to see their little cousin. So I'm happy for that. 
I kind of have been working on trying to make a new song every month. So by the end of the year, I'll have a lot of candidates. So here's the the newest tune. It's called Messiah. It's a jazz tune, man. Of course. It's a jazz tune. I don't really know how to play jazz, but I've been inspired by just the idea that I could play jazz. I'm kind of just filling the space here, not leaving a lot of room. All this is like the bass part. Nothing, nothing says jazz like a part with the bass. When you have a bass part, it's gotta be jazz. Or, or like P-Funk, like Bernie Worrell probably has bass, right? Bootsy Collins, that's bass, right? But this is jazz bass. You can tell it's all ba doo 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 ba doo 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 Jazz, man. It's like really uh, not a lot of space. Just, just want to have the good stuff here, you know. It will skip around. This is a theme song, right? So I'm supposed to be talking over it anyway. It's supposed to sound good while you talk over it, make you sound smart. That's what I was told. All right, we'll see. We'll see next year. Maybe that'll be the theme song. All right, enough of that. Maybe that'll become a jazz standard and they'll play the Yoshis. Thanks for tuning in. The What's the Matter With Me podcast is available everywhere. Every podcast is just play the What's the Matter With Me podcast. Check out what's the matter with me.org. Send me an email, john at hoppinworld.com. And I'll give you a shout out. That's J-O-H-N at H-O-P-P-I-N-W-O-R-L-D dot com. Send me an email. I'll give you a shout out. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. White Elephant Sale. It was cool. I'm going to go back next year. I'll catch you next time.